Welcome back to the Clutch Factor Sports Show. My name is Joseph Meyer. So glad to be with you again. Today, we are reacting to week two of the NFL season, going over the biggest storylines and answering the question, are the NFL refs actually blind? What a weekend it was. Let's get right into it. Last week, week one had some crazy upsets and some weird games. While week two was much more predictable, there were still plenty of crazy storylines to react to. There were a lot of close games and a lot of last second finishes. Teams with lesser talent played very scrappy and gave themselves a chance. First, we're gonna dive into Finest Five where I go over the top five games that I saw this week. Now, obviously Ravens Chiefs was the game of the week. Lamar finally proved that he can best Patrick Mahomes and he should deserve the respect of a borderline top five quarterback in the league. Now, don't get me wrong, the Chiefs should have won that game, but they gave it away off of two very unrealistic turnovers. This can be the Chiefs' wake-up call, though. I think they bounce back with intensity, and I really don't think they make these mistakes again. However, that is two weeks in a row where a team stuck with the Chiefs the entire game, and honestly, they should be 0-2 at this point. Both of these teams are Super Bowl contenders, but I still have concerns about the Ravens and their playoff history. However, we will see come that time. Number two, I have the Steelers versus Raiders. Going into this week, I saw this game as a big opportunity for the Raiders to win. The Steelers had come off a game that they probably should not have won against a Bills team that did not play their best football, and the Steelers were overrating themselves. I like how the Raiders put them back in their place and said, no, we are the better team here. Ben Roethlisberger has gotten to a point where he is seriously holding his team back. The Steelers need to move on. They have an incredible defense, great weapons, solid rookie running back, but the quarterback play continues to fail them. If we learn anything this week, the Raiders are legit. After two huge statement wins, and after seeing the Chiefs and the Chargers fall this week, the Raiders can make a play at the division title. Number three, I have Titans versus Seahawks. The Seahawks blew this game away. They looked elite in the first half, but let the game get away from them. Derrick Henry said, you know, I'm going to go full beast mode and put this team on my back. This game made me once again question if the refs were putting in any practice this offseason because there were some of these calls. They were just terrible, not to mention the taunting penalties that are just completely ridiculous, actually changing the impact of games. I don't like to see that. I still don't think that the Titans are much more than a borderline playoff team, but this was definitely a nice win for them. Number four, I have the Cowboys versus the Chargers. The Cowboys proved on Sunday that they are the favorites to win the NFC East and should be. Their offense has looked extremely good, and their defense held Justin Herbert to a more pedestrian performance and got two takeaways from him. Although the Chargers had every opportunity to win that game, they gave it away and the Cowboys took advantage. I'm not sure if the Cowboys won or the Chargers beat themselves, but the Cowboys still got away with the dub. The Chargers' red zone offense needs to improve quickly. They continue to fail to score touchdowns, whether that be because of penalties or turnovers. Justin Herbert did not have trouble scoring touchdowns last year, so this is some cause for concern. However, the offense did move the ball extremely well, and third and long seems like no issue for Herbert. Another terrible performance by the refs against both sides, but overall a really fun game to watch. Number five is Cardinals versus Vikings. At this point, Vikings fans are not even surprised when they lose these games anymore. The Vikings are up there with the Chargers as some of the most cursed teams in NFL history. The ways that they manage to lose games are grossly comical. The losing kick takes away attention from a very good performance by both sides. The Vikings offense was able to move the ball very well against the Cardinals. 
Something that the Titans were not able to do week one, interestingly enough. Dalvin Cook had a huge day on the ground, and Kirk played well. He didn't throw any interceptions, which is rare for him. Dalvin Cook's injury is concerning, but he looked decent when he came back out there. The Vikings' weak secondary gave up a ton of yards to granted this amazing Cardinals offense, but they were able to force two picks and kept their team in the game. The Cardinals, meanwhile, might be the most fun team to watch since probably the 2019 Chiefs. Every time Kyler Murray walks out on the turf, a huge play follows. He is no doubt in my mind the early favorite for MVP, and so I'm excited to watch what this team can do. I was very wrong about them, and I'm actually happy about it. Now we'll go into some of the biggest storylines from Week 2. First off, in comparison to last week, the young quarterbacks did not look very good. Zach Wilson looks like he wanted to break the interception record out there. Lawrence and Fields didn't look very special. Mac Jones still looks like the best out of the bunch, and it's kind of by default so far. Secondly, we realized that the Jets organization is seriously flawed. I'm pretty sure we already knew that, but this week just kind of cemented that in my mind. On a week that Zach Wilson looked terrible, Sam Darnold looked amazingly above average and led the Panthers to a 2-0 start. And he did that against a Saints team that everyone had praised so highly last week. They looked good, they looked flashy, they looked fun. After the game, they asked Zach Wilson if he was seeing ghosts in the press conference, which I thought was hilarious, and that just kind of shows where they're at at this point. The Jets continue to waste talent, continue to lose games that they shouldn't lose, and continue to fail in all aspects of the game. Number three is teams are not giving up this year. Coming into the season, teams like the Texans, the Lions, and the Eagles were predicted to win three games at best by a lot of people, including myself. While they may still not win a lot of games, the new coaches for these teams are instilling a fight in their players. The Texans looked great against the Browns while Tyrod Taylor was in the game. The Eagles played with the 49ers the entire game, led by great defense, and the Lions outgained and were leading the Packers at halftime. All of these teams look scrappy and are showing a lot of fight against superior teams. Number four, Derek Carr is going to will his team to success. He is leaving everything out on that field for his team, and they have an energetic gel to them that we haven't seen yet during John Gruden's tenure. Daniel Jones finally flashed potential against a good defense. If he can continue to play like that, the Giants have a chance to make it to around 500 this year, they're just going to have to cut down on those dumb mistakes, and I think they can do so. Next up, love him or hate him, Tua is vital to this Dolphins team. Even though he isn't special and he's not going to be throwing 60-yard bombs, his impact showed when he left the game in the first quarter. He has this Jimmy G-type feel to him, a game manager play style that gives the Dolphins a chance to stick with teams. Even though he's not making flashy plays, they're in every game and they have a chance to win every game. Once he went out, they got absolutely obliterated by the Bills. And lastly, I've already complained about the refs twice, but the overarching theme of this weekend, NFL and college, if you watch the Penn State game, is that the refs need to let the players play. This game of football is great because of the crazy plays and the huge plays, but when they get called back because of tiny 50-50 penalties, it ruins the watching experience. Obviously, I understand the rules are there for a reason, but the NFL calls penalties on every play, it seems, at this point, and now even after every play with the new taunting rule. They're going to lose their fan base if this continues. The game of football is a bang-bang, quick, physical sport. Let it be played the way it was designed. Now I'm going to go into my top 10 teams after week one. 
Number 10, I've got the Seahawks. While they did lose, I really liked what they did against the Titans, and their offense still looks incredible. They're not going to have to face Derrick Henry every week, and so they should be fine. I have them at 10. Number 9, the Packers. They righted the ship. They got a win on the board. They need to continue it this week, but in my mind, they're easily a top 10 team. Number eight, I have the Raiders. This might be a little low, but they're jumping up from I had them at like 20 in the preseason power rankings. So eight is a really nice spot for them. I've really liked what they've done so far. Number seven is the Ravens. They jump up after a nice, nice win against the Chiefs. I like what Lamar is doing, and I think they have a chance to make a Super Bowl push this year. Number six is the Browns. They got a win under their belt against the Texans, and they look pretty good doing so. They'll need to continue to improve, but I have them at six. Number five, Cardinals have looked absolutely special. They have made the biggest jump out of any team from the preseason predictions. I really like what they're doing on offense. Number four, I have the Bills. They went out there and took it to the Dolphins this week, 35-0. Josh Allen to Stephon Diggs and company is a special duo, and their defense looked really good against the Dolphins. I have them at four. Number three, I have the Chiefs. Although they took a tough loss, I'm just going to drop them one spot from last week. They're still a top three team in the league, in my opinion. Patrick Mahomes is incredible. Their offense is going to be just fine. Number two, I have the Rams. They jump up a spot after the Chiefs fall. They have a big test this week against the number one team, the Buccaneers. That's going to be an amazing matchup. I'm so excited to watch that. And lastly here, we're going to go into the clutch factor player of the week, a player that played their best when it mattered the most. Runners up this week are Dustin Hopkins for drilling a game winner after a questionable Giants penalty gave him a second chance at the kick. Randy Bullock for beating the Seahawks in overtime off of a clutch kick. And Greg Zerline saving Mike McCarthy's head by drilling a 56-yarder after terrible clock management by the Cowboys' sideline. Now, it was against the Chargers, so he was guaranteed to make it. Of course, the Chargers are going to lose at the last second, but a great performance by him on Sunday. And the Clutch Factor player of the week is obviously Lamar Jackson. To win the game and finally beat Mahomes, doing it on a fourth down run, John Harbaugh clearly has some large courage and a ton of trust in his franchise quarterback, yes, quarterback, not running back, to win the game for them. So fun to see two quarterbacks, the future of this league, going up against each other in an instant classic. This was a legacy game for Lamar Jackson, and they proved that they are Super Bowl contenders and are not going to settle for anything less. Thank you so much for listening. That is all I have for you today. We'll see you back here next week for the Week 3 Reaction Show.